This is the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. Thanks for joining us. On this week's episode, we're going to get you primed up for the Super Bowl, and we catch up with defensive tackle Darius Stills, who spent some time with the Chiefs, get his insights on the game. We talk a little NBA at the end just to get you ready for that season. It's going to be a good episode. Stay with us throughout. It's Bro Storm Sports with your hosts, Sasha and Scott Bushka. He's a sports talk show host named Sasha, named after Sasha Radunovich. And Scott's a wisdom-seeking, educated networking guy who works in the sports industry. Featuring intern P, the basement beer pong world champion. So put on your bro coat. It's time for a bro storm. Welcome into Bro Storm Sports. It is Friday, February 10th, and we're recording two days before the Super Bowl. This is our special Super Bowl edition. I'm your host, Sasha Bushka, joined as always by my brother, Scott Bushka, and intern P, hanging out in my basement. How's everyone doing today, fellas? Let's go, intern P. Wake up, I'm, dude. I am up. I am up. Don't you worry. I'm I'm hanging out. I'm excited to be here. I'm a little sad there's only one game of football left, though. Um, I, I am very joyful, but also sad at the same time. I'm going to miss football a lot. Let's go. I'm uh, It's 5.50 a.m. here in Portland. Um, You'd think we were getting paid for this shit. My kids are still sleeping. I've been chugging coffee for an hour. Um, I miss you guys. For the listeners, Sasha and Intern P have been on a love romance cruise for the last week. Um, so I missed you guys. I'm excited to talk football, and I'm fired up about the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl. Yeah, programming note, uh, we we obviously missed last Monday for those who are subscribers and get it into your feed every week on Tuesday morning. That's why we're doing this special Super Bowl edition. And then we'll be back in action uh, this Monday night after the Super Bowl and, and continue our regular cadence after that. But uh, got a lot of new listeners to the pod, so if you're just joining, we cover a lot of football stuff, and we're going to get you primed up for the Super Bowl this Sunday. Uh, I, I just want to start, kind of go to Scott, and talk about what matchups you're looking at in this Super Bowl that you think could potentially determine the outcome. I have a couple important questions before that. Okay. Um, did you and intern P both go with the all you can drink package on the cruise? Yes. Yes, we did. Is or, did you just, or did you just buy one and smuggle drinks to intern P for the last six days? No, I had answer. a lot of I want drinks, honest don't answers. It, we no, don't we both worry. did I, get the drink package. I don't think the smuggling operation would have would have worked for having enough drinks. Uh, also, every adult in a room has to have the drink package if one has it. I think what you're forgetting about our smuggling operation when we went on a cruise as a family is that you and Seth both had wives that were giving up a lot of drinks to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did your... Um, Sasha's wife slash intern P's mom doesn't really drink, so I'm sure she didn't get the drink package. It's <laughs> <laughs> a valid point. That's a joke. Yeah, love you, I, Abby. Just just for the record, <laughs> um, Sasha's wife, aka my wife slash intern P's mom, probably slept and on average 15 hours a day for the last five days. Amazing. Uh, okay, second question. Did you all more, I guess, directed to Sasha because intern P is a Bengals fan. Um, did you think at all about going to the Super Bowl? 
Did I think about going to the Super Bowl? Did you think about going to the Super Bowl? Like having the ship like, just drop me off in Arizona? Or Well, I, I, I guess I'm bringing it up because I've been not seriously thinking about it, but like as the weekend gets closer, I'm like, why am I not in Phoenix? And I even once had Kelsey be like, you should go to Phoenix. Oh, yeah. So I, well, in that I'm, case, I'm sitting here to. talking to you know, you jabronis to steal a term from Travis Kelsey at 5.50 a.m. thinking like, I, why am I not going to Phoenix? Yeah, it, it didn't cross my mind. One thing I will tell you about the experience on the boat, I did not see a single Eagle shirt on the boat of the cruisers, and I probably saw 50 or 60 people repping Chiefs. So I've, we've got that going for us, but... I didn't you might, seriously. You consider might have it. a little. You might have a little selection bias there of uh, Chiefs versus Eagles fan choice of uh, the location of the port. Of, the location of the port and type of vacation. I mean, I don't know where. Do, where does a cruise take off from if you're in Philadelphia? Yeah, Anyways. I mean, I'm assuming you would go to a, a different <laughs> port than Galveston. Like, if you live in Kansas or Missouri. Galveston's going to be your closest port. You just drive down there. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, all right. Should we, you want to talk about the game? Let's talk about the game. Uh, I'm as evidenced by the drinking of coffee and yelling at P I'm, I'm excited about the game. I think we got the two best teams lines been holding steady at one and a half, pretty much the whole two weeks, which is crazy. I personally, so Eagles by one and a half, um, don't get me started on the the disrespect of the Chiefs not being favored, but although I will go there a little bit. Um, it's been maybe a little boring that like all the shit talk leading up to the Chiefs Bengals was fun. And I actually think it helped I helped the Chiefs. Uh we haven't had a lot of that this go around. It's like we love the Eagles, we love the Chiefs, there's brothers, Andy Reid's like a big lovable teddy bear. Um so I've missed I've missed that a little bit. Um, I am getting pretty tired of hearing. It's like how many times have you heard over the past two weeks that one to fifty three, like the Eagles are just way better than the Chiefs, and and the only way that the Chiefs have a chance is because of Patrick Mahomes, who, um, by the way, for for listeners, if you haven't heard yet, won the MVP. 50 votes. Mahomes got 48. Jalen Hurts got one and Josh Allen got one. So if Jalen Hurts wants to be pissed about that, I guess he could. Um, so I do think there's like a disrespect card to play here for the Chiefs. Um, and I know we'll get into how how we play out. But curious, you, like your both of your take on that and whether or not it's warranted. Yeah, I think that th- there is a little bit of a disrespect card. I don't think it's Andy Reid's M.O. to kind of like look for that slight and use that as motivation for his team. But I do think if you're one of these other 52 players on the chiefs, you're thinking like everybody's just saying it's all about Patrick Mahomes. If you're Chris Jones, you you want to prove that, yeah, their D line got 70 sacks, but I'm the best D lineman on the field in this game. Um, if you're Nick Bolton, you want to prove you're a pretty good inside linebacker too. Frank Clark is one of the leading sack getters in playoff history. So yeah, there's a little bit of that there, but I do agree with you that it's a little bit of a love fest between the two teams. Like I was catching up yesterday after we got off the boat on some of the media day stuff and the opening night stuff. And like, there was a clip out there of 
Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes just chatting it up while everybody else was on stage going. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes would have been as inclined to just be in super friendly with Joe Burrow before that Bengals game. So the fact that there's smoking the, a Joe Burrow, smoking a Joe Burrow, as Pat Mahomes Sr. would say, but I, I don't think Andy Reid had to like try to play the disrespect card before the Bengals game. I think it was evident that the Bengals thought they were tough shit, and, and the Chiefs players just knew that. Um, so it will be it will be interesting who comes into the game with more of an edge from a standpoint of like in not like an edge on the field, but an edge in their in their mentality coming into the game. Yeah, so how – I love this question. How does this affect Patrick Mahomes' legacy? I mean, Sasha was telling me about how one of the reporters, Agnick Sirianni, <laughs> is this a must-win game? And obviously it is a must-win game, but if Mahomes loses this game, what is – like how do we look at him after this week? I mean, he's what – that would make him one and two in Super Bowls, one and three? Is, is this – how important is this for him? And I think that's going to put a really big chip on his shoulder because he listens to all the noise. So. I think it's the right question. I do think it's really important for him because if you go one and two, and let's say he plays a bad game, you'll have two straight years where, you know, they, the Chiefs got eliminated from the playoffs with Mahomes not playing a great game. I think that's pretty unlikely. I've read some stuff that's like he's played 94 games in his career and three of them you could actually qualify as like a bad game. So I think that's I, one of them was the Bengals AFC championship game last year. Um, but, but I think you're right. If he loses, like there might start to be a narrative around him winning the big game, which won't be fair. He's only been five years as a starter, all five years of the AFC championship game, three, um, three Super Bowls. but then he would be one and two. That's just kind of the way that we, that, well, I guess I'll say we as a media, are we sports media? Sasha is. I, 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 Inter B definitely is not. I would not give him that designation. <laughs> Maybe one day. You would think Inter P would have an edge going into this game the way Scott talks to him, but I don't think it's there. <laughs> Anyways, I, yeah, I, I, you're right. I think it's really important to him because it's you're going to start to have a narrative if he loses. It's it's important. There there could be like the big game narrative if he loses. Um but like every season ends on a loss if if you're playing unless unless you win the Super Bowl, which is obvious to say. Um, I think more more importantly than there's a there's a narrative about the big game if he loses. If he wins, then he's already one of the greatest big game quarterbacks of all time. He's he's not there with Brady, who's won seven Super Bowls and all that. And and Montana's won four and he was four for four in Super Bowls, but he would have Two seasons where he didn't lose a game at all in any big game out of five. So that's that's a 40% hit rate. And then another one where he went to the Super Bowl and another two where he went to the AFC Championship game. In the first AFC Championship game, like he played an awesome game, almost outdueled Tom Brady, and they won on getting the ball first in overtime. So he would yeah. basically have one year out of five where he finished on a bad game. Uh, so right. For sure. I, I think I actually I and I think he's already kind of proven that he's gonna go down as one of the greatest big game quarterbacks there is. Uh but but this win would definitely help cement that. And uh it is very important that he gets it. You go to enough of these, you go far enough in the playoffs enough times, you're gonna lose some of them. But 
this this is a big one for Mahomes for sure. But yeah, we're gonna say that anytime sure. he goes to a Super Bowl for the rest of his career. For sure. Yeah. I mean Tom well Tom Brady was I think seven and three, which first of all, absolutely insane to go to ten Super Bowls. But yeah. um anyways. Sasha, you ask you know, we 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 got on the topic of Mahomes, which I think is the it's the most important topic for this game. You asked what I was most excited for. I I actually think it's there are so many interesting matchups in this game and there's actually like a lot of strength, strength on strength and strength on weak. Like there's a lot of interesting stuff. Um, I actually think the most, the thing that will decide the game is Steve Spagnuolo's game plan. It like when the chiefs are on the fan on the field against the Eagles offense, um, which I'll, which I'll get into it a little bit when, um, when we make picks, but I, but the way that the Chiefs lose this game is the Eagles. They can't get the Eagles off the field, and they're just running for three, four yards a pop. They go for it on fourth down, and they got they have nine or ten minute drives, and our boy Mahomes sitting on the sideline. So I think there are some ways that the Chiefs can avoid that. So I actually think that's like the most interesting on field matchup. Yeah, I mean, I, you're probably going to get into it, but it, it might be one of those games where you have to get a little bit more aggressive, and if you give up a big play. So be it, but you might get a turnover out of it instead. Um, exactly. I mean, that's exactly that's exactly where I'm going. Is like Spagnolo's stripes are actually to be super aggressive. He has dialed that back this year, but I think you got to. I'll, I'll get into it, but I think you got to really speed up Hertz. And who gives a shit if he hits a 60 yard bomb to AJ Brown? Because guess what? They're off the field, and then you put Mahomes and Kelsey back on. Yeah. I'll go to another direction. I I mean, people are making a big deal about the Eagles defensive line and rightfully so. So like you're tempted to say the Chiefs O line against the Eagles D line, which I mean, any line on line matchup is going to be very important. And we're going to talk to a D tackle in the next segment, uh, Darius Stills, and he'll probably have some thoughts on this as well. But also just the Eagles defensive line versus Patrick Mahomes ankle. Um like People are forgetting he did have a high ankle sprain. It, it could still be a factor, and I'm I'm hoping it's not. Is the thing, and the question is, is how much scrambling around does he do, or how much is he just trying to get the ball out quick? I think the Chiefs' D line is really good, but at the tackle position, Orlando Brown Jr. I think is better uh, in run blocking than he is against the pass rush. And Andrew Wiley leaves a little bit to be desired in, on the right tackle. So that could be interesting how the Chiefs hold up on the edges against the Eagles' D-line. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, and the the common, one common refrain I've been hearing this week is like the Chiefs were playing three backup O-linemen in that Super Bowl against the Bucs, which is true, and I've said it to people. One of those three backup O-linemen was Andrew, Andrew Wiley. Wiley. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, he's been starting now instead of just like getting thrust into the Super Bowl. And the other four guys are a lot better around him than than I, what they were. Yeah, but, I agree. And, but I agree that that's a really important matchup. Pete, you looking at any matchups besides Tinder? I mean, obviously the secondary. <laughs> I don't have any matches on Tinder. I was actually <laughs> off of it for a week, so I uh, have to get back on that train. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What are the odds? No, but what do you I think mean, the percentage Slay, of, he's always, of uh, intern P's swipe lefts are? 
It's actually is swiping left. Are you saying good or bad? Because that yeah, means you don't like that's it. That's what I'm saying. I think it's like I think it's like under five percent. Oh, under five like percent. What is there? Is there a DraftKings oh. prop bet on that? <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll do some research. I'll I'll see my matches and you know there's there's ways to tell how uh, intoxicated I was when I was. Sorry, could so, you uh, can you please send a. Uh, copy of your profile pic to Jay Miz so we can put it on the social media account. <laughs> yeah, my, my profile <laughs> pic is lit. I, I think it's my uh, Pratt baseball headshot. So, uh, go be girls like college baseball players. So, you, you just put that out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, but getting back to the game, you know, we can talk about Tinder all day long. I will do that with you. But just a secondary, and what's the what's the status on the wide receivers? I mean, Juju and McColl. McColl's not playing. Their status? from what I understand. I think everybody else is. He's not playing. Yeah. Okay. I think everyone. Okay, so that's, that's everyone else, play. including Justin Watson, which I actually think is kind of a big deal. Is is going? Yeah, Justin Watson. Uh, like I could see him making a big play at some point in the game. Just he he. I mean, he he had a few big plays throughout the season, and he's just kind of the guy you forget about. And it would they it would have been nice to have him in uniform in the AFC Championship game. Like we had Marcus Kemp running routes out there. A hundred percent, it would have made a big difference. He's big and fast, so I want to do it's, this uh, real quick because I don't think anybody really wants to hear P's analysis of any matchups. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna like I'm gonna rattle off some prop bets. I'm gonna mark down what P thinks is gonna happen on some of these. And then uh we'll do that real quick and then we'll get into our picks of the game and we'll give you exact scores and then we'll get ready for our interview. So P, first of all, heads or tails. Dude, tails never fails. So if any of you guys are listening, you're gonna pick heads since I pick tails. So just keep that. Scott, in mind. feel free to you, jump in at any time if you want to. Did you know the team that's lost the coin flip has won something something ridiculous like seventeen out of the last eighteen years or something? So, so you want the Eagles to win the flip? I didn't know that. And defer. That means, I mean, okay, that's fair. Well, good thing it is. It is a fifty-fifty bet. So always defer or pretty much always defer so maybe it's just getting the ball first helps you win the game yeah and and i have i did see a stat some uh about the percentage of teams that score first winning the super bowl is extremely high as well so there might be a little correlation between those two stats interesting i also saw that the team wearing white has won like that uh, that's probably the 17 out of 18 that i'm thinking about Anyways, two weeks of stupid ass content leads you to stuff like that. Pete, what, first of all, does anyone know who's singing the national anthem? No, I just know Rihanna. That's all I know. Yeah, Rihanna's singing Half-time. the halftime show. I, I that's what you call it. it, performing it. I've I've heard a lot of talk about Rihanna. There was a reporter yesterday. I was watching a Patrick Mahomes press conference. He told Patrick Mahomes that Rihanna said he was the best quarterback oh. of all time. And Patrick yeah. like reacted to it, got pretty pumped about it, and then the reporter was like, "Rihanna didn't actually say that." So yeah, it was Brandon. Brandon. It was Brandon Marshall. <laughs> it was Brandon Marshall. But then, but then Rihanna followed back up and was like, basically did a video being like, "I love Patrick Mahomes." So, but it was kind of a it was 
it's Chris Chris uh, Chris Stapleton. All right, P. Do you think Stapleton's a, a long singer or a short singer? Over or under ninety five seconds. I think he's gonna crush the under. I think he's gonna just get, try to get out of there. Um, what is that? A minute and a half ish. How long does it normally take? What's a normal in national the two? I know. I think I think is you hammer the over on that one. Stapleton, yeah, Jay Miz likes it. I don't know. Country singers, country singers go quick. They they love that. They're gonna have some beers in them. Maybe he's a little bit too drunk. And he's just gonna give me your favorite Chris with. Stapleton song, P. Uh, Tennessee right. whiskey would be my would be my uh, my go to. Uh, he spent the last week at a piano bar, so he's he's in a karaoke mood. Um, no, we don't. No, we don't want you to sing it. Make some props so we can pick the game. All right, P. Team to score the longest touchdown: Kansas City or Philadelphia? Joe Burrow is not playing. I mean, the chalk pick. The, yeah, I know Joe Burrow is not playing. The chalk pick is the Chiefs, just because they're so explosive. But I'm going to go with the Eagles on this one. I I think it's going to be a 40 so, yard run by Jalen Hurts. I don't I disagree with your shot. pick. I think I disagree with your analysis that the chalk pick would be the Chiefs there. Like the Phillies have been the big play offense all year long. Like granted, some of it's running, but they throw the ball deep or they run. They either run long or throw it deep to AJ Brown. The Chiefs have been intermediate all year long. They, their explosives have been down big time with Tyreek Hill gone. But maybe I'm wrong about that. No, I agree. I, I agree. There is no Tyreek Hill. It feels like he's still there. The, the way they're playing, uh, they haven't missed a beat since he's left. But what do you? Th- what do they look like with Tyreek Hill? I mean, are they that much better? Or they're I just mean, different. They're they're different. They're, they're their average like yards ball in the air. I, f- I forget what they the the formal stat of that is a lot shorter, but they've got a ton of yak. They like lead the league in yak by like a million yards because they just throw it underneath to guys in space. Yeah, uh, I also I I think they're gonna really see like see the fruits of that Tyree Kill trade next year uh, because they picked up a lot of new players as a result and they're rookies this year and they're they're fine, but. Uh, yeah, they'd just be different. So, yeah. All right. I think we should we we probably better get into picking the yeah, game. Yeah, let's do one more. Color of the Gatorade yeah, bath more. B, and then we'll pick the game. I think I'm going to go with no Gatorade. I think it's going to be water. I think they're going to do water. Especially if the Chiefs win, I think they're going to do it. Water. So you're Plus other. Water. Because the choices were yellow or green yeah. or other. Is that even I'm a other. thing? Water? Yeah, I, want, I don't think so. I want other. I read it was no Gatorade. I don't want. I want the highest. Oh, so basically, he's going for the, like the plus ten thousand, which is never going to happen. No what do you Gatorade. You read, what do you mean you read it? Never, how, do, how do we know it's no Gatorade? P? Yeah. What do you mean you read it was no? Are you also one of those people that so like read it, the Twitter that was like, we know the great game script and exactly how it's going to go and believed it. Uh, yeah, I know. I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm betting on exactly what I see on Twitter. I, I always believe the internet. That's that's Wait, my mo. Really All right, but if I was going to pick a color, I'm going with yellow. Yellow is the best Gatorade flavor. You can argue me with me, but it is the best. So, oh, you're shaking your head, huh? Yellow is be yellow is behind orange, red, blue, like almost every other color. I I actually, oh, if we're just no talking about the you. flavor that we prefer to drink. I like lemon lime. It's pretty good. 
Yeah. All right. Scott, who do you think is going to win this game, and what's the score going to be? All right, so I've got, and I'll and I'll just give both. It's the Eagles by one and a half. I think the over under is at fifty one. Um, the headline here is if you give me Mahomes and Reed versus the first time quarterback, first time coach in the Super Bowl, I'm taking Mahomes and Reed um, on two weeks to prepare with the MVP. Um, I got the Chiefs winning. I got it 31-28. And I've been going back and forth whether or not it's 28-28. Mahomes gets the ball with 30 seconds left and goes down and kicks the field goal. I think Rutgers would kick the field goal. But, yeah. But yeah. Point well taken. Yeah, I was, I was going to say. I, I think, think they Mahomes might kicks. Yeah. yeah. let Mahomes kick just to get him the MVP. Uh, or, or, the, uh, or it's 28-24. And the Chiefs need a touchdown, and Mahomes takes him takes him down. I'll go. I know we went a little long. I'm. I'll just give you a little bit of. So thirty one twenty eight Chiefs. Um, I think the way that this plays out is the Chiefs are going to be able to move the ball on the Eagles. Um, with a lot of underneath stuff, their game plan is going to look very similar to what they did to the 49ers early in the year, which is jet sweeps, leave the DNs unblocked, use their aggression, the Eagles' aggression to their advantage. Um, and a lot of stuff I've read is like the Eagles don't have a very good run defense. They don't have a very good short passing defense. So I think Mahomes and Reed pick them apart underneath. It's a ton of yak. I do think Mahomes is going to, his ankles better and he's going to use his legs a little bit, break contain and get out of the pocket. Um, and then, as I said earlier, I think the matchup between Spagnolo um, and the, and Jalen hurts and the Eagles offense is important. One of the most interesting stats I've heard is that Jalen Hurts is 31st, basically the worst quarterback in the league when you when you flush him from the pocket and he has to either run or throw on the run. So he's really good running in a controlled environment. He's really good passing in a controlled environment. He's not good when you blitz or you speed him up. And so Spagnolo has blitzed a lot less this year. I think he's got to create havoc. And I think he's got to like bring safeties and corners on blitzes. He's got to like bring them to disrupt the run game, right? Just like bring linebackers, safeties, corners, and into gaps in the run game, um, and make Hertz throw it. Put those rookies on an island. The rookie corners on an island. You might get burnt by AJ Brown or Devontae Smith a time or two, but it's like, like I said earlier. I don't care. I think the way that this doesn't go turn out great for the Chiefs is if you let them just bludgeon you for three yards a pop and they're and they're spending eight, nine minutes a drive on the field. Um, so give me the Chiefs in two weeks of game planning. Give me give me Mahomes and like a legacy defining Super Bowl win. Um, Chiefs 31 28. Excellent pick. Excellent analysis. Have, is there anything in your bones that would let you pick against the Chiefs, though? Like, it, was that ever in the cards? Like, every There's one a, time? 100% not. I'll tell you guys and the listeners a little bit. Because I'm also a, a little bit financially tied up in this pick. <laughs> but I, but I, but I think. Mm, there it is. But I, but there I think, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Once again, I say this every week. I hope my wife's not listening. Um <laughs> Uh, I told you guys earlier in the year that I uh, in October ish, I I put a hundred dollar 
$100 on Super Bowl exact result, Chiefs to beat Eagles. Um, and so it was $100 to pay 2000 che- like Chiefs to beat Eagles exact result. The smart thing for anyone to do would be to just hedge that. So, so like, never hedge. So never like, hedge. I, yeah, so like all I had to do was place but... a bet on the Eagles to cover one and a half. And, you know, you basically win $1,000 either way. Um, I couldn't bring myself to do it. I just doubled down everything on the Chiefs, sprinkled a, sprinkled a little on Mahomes to win MVP just to get that juice at 120 plus 125. I'm all, I'm all in. Um, yeah. So the answer is probably no in turn B, but, but I also legitimately think they're going to win. Yeah. P, let's get your quick pick and I'll close it out. Yeah, uh, I don't have a whole lot of analysis, unlike Scott. Real, real, did a great job. Real, if you're new to the show, Intern P never has any analysis. So, except you hate that. It's all off of vibes. It's actually, it's all, it's all off of vibes. I just feel the vibes on the games. And I, I feel the Chiefs vibes this game. Mostly because I'll go to a lot of Super Bowl parties. And I don't really want to be the guy that's excited to do it last week when I was rooting for the Bengals. And it was not that fun. Uh, I watched Sasha almost punch one of his friends, so I don't really want to get punched by Sasha. He's strong. <laughs> so I'm just going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, obviously, I want to see scoring, so uh, I want 35 Chiefs to 28. I think I want to see the game in on a kneel because I like to see Mahomes go back and everyone loses their <laughs> rushing props over, and it made me laugh that one year when he lost. Like, 12 yards on the kneel down. To. Does the game so I'm going to go. So I'll, I'll mark that as a yes for you. Yeah. So so I want the game to end on a kneel, 35 to 28. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I think it's not like a huge secret that I'm probably going to pick the Chiefs here. Uh, but I, I feel a little bit differently about like the the flow of the game than you guys. I do think the Chiefs would be wise to – to play aggressively, which could lead to a higher scoring game. Like either they get turnovers and score or the Eagles score fast. I don't know if Spagnola is going to do that. I think the Eagles want to try to control the game and the chiefs, I think are going to run a little bit more than normal um, and maybe have longer drives as well. So I, I'm going to go with a, a pick that hits the under, um, not a super low scoring game, but I'll go chiefs, 27 Eagles, 21. Uh, the over-under set at 51, I believe, so that puts it at 48. Um, I think I think it ends on a kneel down as well. I think the Eagles have the ball at some point in the in the fourth quarter with a chance to like with the score sitting at 27-21, uh, a chance to try to score a touchdown. They lose the ball, and then the Chiefs have to execute a four-minute drive, which, by the way, isn't their specialty. Um, yeah. But I, I think the Chiefs get a, a key first down late in the game to set up a kneel down. If you're a, if you're a Chiefs fan, I think that's that worst game. That all makes sense to me too. If you're a Chiefs fan, worst case scenario is twenty seven twenty one, and the Eagles have the ball, and you're like, they're oh, yeah. whoops, oh, Owen, take take that out, or or we just bleep it out, or we just mark the podcast explicit. Sorry. Yeah, and you're like, oh man, Mahomes isn't even going to have this in his hands, and the Eagles can go down and win it with the touchdown. 
Yeah, the, you 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 always want the Chiefs to have the ball last. Unfortunately, over the years, the games that they have lost at times are usually when they have a chance to close out the game with the ball and end up giving it back to the other team. So, yeah, could be hey, one could be one, interesting. Yeah, one thing you brought up, which I meant, to, I do think this is going to be a close game, which means turnovers probably decide it. Um, and I'm not like so. Either Spagnolo speeds up the Eagles and they turn it over, or Eagles pass rush gets to Mahomes. But Mahomes, but I think that becomes a really key deciding factor in the game. You heard it here first, folks. Turnover margin is important in an NFL game. We're gonna uh, on the other side of the break. We're gonna catch up with Darius Stills. He's he's been a member of the Chiefs before, and his father as well. So it should be a good interview. Thanks for listening to Bro Storm Sports. We'll see you on the other side. Having an event that needs amazing entertainment? Hi-Fi Productions is the way to go. They bring their mobile dueling pianos and provide a highly interactive and fun show that's perfect for fundraisers, corporate events, or any kind of party. Is somebody getting married soon? Hi-Fi also provides the best wedding DJ service around, winning Wedding Wire's Couples Choice Award four years in a row. They know how to pack a dance floor. Based in Wichita, Kansas, visit HiFiProductions.net to book your unforgettable event. We're here with uh, Darius Stills, uh, former West Virginia defensive tackle, also spent some time with the Chiefs and the Raiders, uh, and is currently getting ready to uh, play the USFL season with the Birmingham Stallions. Darius, how are we doing today? I'm, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. Just uh, hoping intern P shows up for this interview, but, you know, it's part of life. So, Darius, it's, uh, it's Super Bowl week, so... Uh, Talk talk to us about like what Super Bowl week means to you and uh, what uh, what you what you're going to be doing come Sunday. Super Bowl Super Bowl week means a lot, you know, to me and my family. We grew up watching the Super Bowl every year. Obviously, uh, always wanted to play in the NFL growing up. So uh, that's obviously the dream is to make it to the Super Bowl, make it to the NFL, but also make it to the Super Bowl too. So um, it means a lot. And uh, what I'm going to be doing is probably just hanging out with my girlfriend's family like I always do. Just like go over there on Sundays, you know, have a few drinks and then chill out, hang out. But, you know, my girlfriend can't have no drinks because she's pregnant right now. So um, it's just me. I'm so alone this time. You can have a few extra for her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, and congratulations on that, by the way. Uh, Darius was telling us before we hopped on that he's, he's going to be a father very soon. So that's awesome. Uh, speaking Thank of family, uh, obviously you you've played it in college with your brother, Dante, uh, and the Kelsey brothers are squaring off in a Super Bowl against each other. Uh, first, uh, we'll get into like what it would be like to play against your brother in a Super Bowl, but first, what's it like? What's it been like playing with your brother in high-level Division One college football? Oh, it's, 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 it's crazy because, you know, not a lot of people get to, you know, uh, experience that. And uh, just having, you know, me and my brother there right, like that, playing on defensive line, making plays, it's a dream come true because, you know, ever since we saw our dad play, uh, well, honestly, we started like really like football watching our dad play because we saw him play against the Cleveland Browns one day, one year, and that's when we really knew we wanted to do what we what we're doing. So we always chased that dream growing up. And then, um, you know, it's funny because West Virginia wasn't the first school to offer Dante and I at the same time. It was Rutgers. So you know, we thought we were about to go to Rutgers and play, and then West Virginia offered me, and then we ended up coming to Morgantown. So um, it was it's a lot. It's very you know you can't really describe the feeling. Just know it's very like I'm very grateful, very blessed to be able to you know experience that with my brother. So. Was it was it always like? Did you guys always know it was going to be like a package deal? Like you were yeah. always going to go to the same school? 
Yeah, unless like unless the school, you know, unless we had to like depart, but you know, it was always we we're always a package deal. Rutgers understood that, and then they offered both at the same time. But um, then when I committed to Rutgers, West Virginia, you know, pulled the plug on me and decided to offer me too. So yeah, definitely package deal it was always a dream for us to be you know play together growing up. So yeah. did you guys grow up uh, near near Morgantown, or or was it a ways off for you guys? Yeah, yeah, we grew up in Fairmont, so it's right like thirty minutes away. Okay, you know. If you're speeding, it's like, you know, 20. Was that the, was West Virginia kind of like the dream school for you guys, or was it just kind of going to come down to whoever offered you? Oh, it was always a dream school. Growing up, Dante and I had, you know, he went out in your room. So I had the gold side, he had a blue side. So it was always, you know, it was always, uh, <laughs> I'd say, meant for us to go to West Virginia. And plus, we always was prayed to go there. So yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Scott and I shared a room as kids too. So it's a it's a bro storm uh kinda kinda week with the Kelsey brothers going into the Super Bowl. What would it be like uh as you're gonna get back into the NFL as you were telling me before we got on and Dante's getting ready for the draft right now? What would it be like if you guys one day squared off in the Super Bowl? It's crazy because we just talked about this like two days ago. So, you know, we've always played with each other, but we never played against each other. Uh It'd also be like life changing because you know you see the brothers like Kelsey, the Kelsey brothers doing it. You see a lot of other brothers doing it. But playing the Super Bowl against your brother, I mean, you talk about this your whole life. You know, wanting to be in the NFL and then you're being in, in you're playing in the most important game of the season, Super Bowl. I mean, you can't you can't beat that. And uh, it'll be a dream come true for us. Just just time will tell. And uh, yeah, I mean, it gets me excited thinking about it because you know I'm, I've missed two seasons just because I've been hurt. And um, you know, seeing these brothers. You know, playing Super Bowl, just knowing they grew up with each other their whole lives, played the same school, basically doing what Don, they, you know, Dante and I did, but they're just kind of further along now. It, it, it's crazy because watching them, you know, do their podcasts together and then watch them, uh, like, really just talk to each other. You can tell they're, they're very close, and obviously because they're brothers, but very close and they all love each other. So I can just I imagine me and Dante, like, that being, being me and Dante all the time. So Yeah. The thing, the thing that I, I always think about, and you may be a little bit, given you where you just came from, is just – like their parents and yeah. and like, like how proud their parents must be and how crazy it must be to like go to Super Bowl week and have a, have one of your sons on each side. And, and I'm sure the same for your parents to be able to like, you know, have two boys, send them both to West Virginia, play football. And you guys both have a shot to play in the NFL is like, you know, a, a pretty amazing accomplishment as a parent. Oh yeah. And I, and also we never forget to thank our mom. You know, thank our dad, you know, my dad, he, gave us the vision but my mom kept us on the right track like right track so um you know we always think our mother and it's crazy because you know you it's only like two percent of you know, kids go to high school division one and it's less than that to have two of them <laughs> and then yeah, less than for sure two brothers that are the same position like like what are the odds of that yeah so we're always great us for you know what we've accomplished so far and what we're going to accomplish and uh, we always thank our parents so. yeah i was i was kind of reading up uh before we hopped on uh obviously your your dad played in the NFL. Uh, you and your brother uh, NFL aspirations right now, and, and then your cousin Kenny played in the NFL. What does it come like to come from a family of so many talented football players, and does it create a lot of expectations coming up? Oh yeah, it, for sure, it most definitely does. I mean, it's crazy because the pressure that Dante and I felt going into college for our dad, you know what he done. I can't imagine what our if we if. I or Dante have a son, what their expectations are going to be. So it's always just going to get harder and harder as you go down the bloodline. But, you know, so far we've always, you know, met expectations and exceeded them. So really no pressure, I'd say, because we, we've always loved the game. We've always loved what goes into it, the good or the bad. 
So we always just take took everything bad with a grain of salt and moved on, and always took everything good. I say with a grain of salt moved on because at the end of the day, you could be up right now, but you could fall on your face the next day. So we always just try to keep consistent as possible. Uh, now, Darius, obviously, uh, one of your NFL experiences so far, and the Chiefs and the Eagles are playing in the Super Bowl. One of your NFL experiences was in the Chiefs organization. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like being in the, in the organization and what your experience was like there? Yeah, so I came in during OTAs. So um, really, I mean, nothing too much was going on. It was just kind of off-season training. Um, so I went in there and did that for about four months. And then I hurt my, you know, my, I had back issues with the Raiders. I was taking epidural shots every six months just to numb the pain, but it really wasn't helping anything. So um, after I got released from the Raiders in camp because I broke my finger, I had to wear a club during uh, against the Rams I was playing. Um, went to the Chiefs, and then my back was all right, you know. And then the epidural was funny. Well, it's certainly not funny, but the epidural wore off the same day as a workout. So, like, I'm in there stretching in stretch lines for the for the workout, and I go to bend down, and I feel, like, that sharp pain again in my leg, and I'm like, oh, this is not good. So I thug it out the whole workout. Uh, then, you know, the physicals come along, which is the hardest part because I had to act like I wasn't hurting, but I really was. I couldn't sit down, nothing. And um, past that, got the contract, we're good. And then um, doing OTAs with the Chiefs, my back was a little tight. Got a masseuse. She loosened me up so much that this just like fell out basically, and uh, I knew I was gonna get released. I was like, I was like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't walk. I'd have my girlfriend pick me up from the massage because I couldn't even put my shorts on to get in the car. Like it was just that I had two herniated discs, and um, got released. And then now I had I'd have surgery a couple weeks later. You know, I'm good to go now. Yeah. So. Well, that's awesome. Honestly, we, that yeah. not not that that you were hurt, but that you're feeling good now. Um, obviously, going ahead and playing the USFL season with the Birmingham Stallions coming up this year. Uh, what is it? What does it mean that that you have that opportunity to to work your way back to the NFL through a league like the USFL? And how excited are you that there are these alternative options uh, that you can show that you're still a great football player? Oh, like I'm extremely grateful because the USFL and the XFL, I mean, the XFL was there before, but it kind of like went away, right? Yeah. And man. then the XFL was new last year. So, I yeah. mean, it's just, I'm very grateful because there's some, you know, some people that would never ever get opportunity again. And I can play this game. So, just the last two years of me just sitting out watching my friends play on, on TV, just, it really like made me feel like it hurt for real because I'm like, all right, I can play with these guys I had before. It's just like, I'm watching, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm watching them. So, I'm um, very grateful and um, I'm excited and very extremely blessed to have the opportunity to play again because, you know, I can play, I can play, I can still play this game. I'm 24 years old and I'm young. Uh, my back's good, my finger's good, I'm, I'm ready to go. I feel like you sharing a little bit of like your experience in that ins- is just like, insight for us and and the listeners of just like how crazy it is to be an NFL player and what you guys put your body through. Yeah. It's very, like, very cutthroat organization. And like, you know, especially if you're undrafted, you can get, you can get cut just like that. But, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, you know, have with the Raiders, I was, I was going to make the 53 man roster, but, um, I had a meeting with uh, the GM and everything. And they're saying, you know, you, you can make the roster, put you on practice squad, or you can get your finger right. But we just don't have the stuff here to, like, really help you out with that. So I was like, you know, I'll just sacrifice my time. And then, uh, you know, took a, took a season off and then sacrificed some more time with my back. So I'm really just sacrificing my time now. I just hope, you know, God gives me what I've sacrificed for. You know, not well, not gives me, but blesses me with, uh, you know, a new opportunity. So, yeah. and, and he had God just take advantage of it now. Uh, obviously, your brother Dante is kind of like getting ready for the draft right now, I, I believe. 
Uh, any chance that you guys reunite and end up in an NFL organization together after you're staying in the USFL? I look, I think so. So it's like this. So my path has always been harder. So like, you know, just how it's always been growing up. I, you know, I don't know if I asked for it or not, but, um, but we always wanted to play on the same NFL team. You know, my draft class was two years ahead of Dante. So the likelihood of that wasn't, you know, wasn't going to happen. But so I have a feeling that, you know, Dante's going to go, you know, obviously get drafted or wherever he ends up. And then after the USFL season, I'll probably just sign to wherever team he's at. Yeah. That's, that's, I think is going to happen, but you know, you never know. There's scouts, you know, the Shrine Bowl, they're saying that they're happy for me to be able to go to USFL to, to give them film because I'm a great ball player. I just need to <laughs> get some film. So, um, yeah, hopefully that happens. If not, hey. But, you know, we, we can't tell 10 years down the road. Maybe after both of our contracts are up, we sign the same team. You know, like I said, time will tell. So we'll figure it yeah. out. That that would be awesome. Uh, uh, you can check out Darius on the Birmingham Stallions this upcoming USFL season. Just real quick, uh, Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl. Do you have any root, rooting interest? Are, are you going to be a Chiefs guy? Do you have any predictions on the game, anything like that? I'm going to this game unbiased. I mean, they got – both great ball clubs. I mean, they both got players. They both any. It's really anybody's game. You know, you can't you can't sleep on Pat Mahomes. You can't do that. But you can't sleep on Jalen Hurts either. So it's really just a great game. that's gonna happen, and um, I'm excited to see who wins. Did you play against Jalen Hurts in college? I didn't. I didn't see that. Was he there when you were there? Um, uh, my junior year. Um, I almost sacked him. I was like close to sacking him, and then Reese Donkey got him. So I was like, hey. yeah. Hey, Darius, what's your, you know, DT, um, what's your take on Chris Jones and just the way, like, I feel like he's, we saw it last year in the Super Bowl, Aaron Donald basically made the game-changing play to end that game. Uh, I'm just curious here, on Chris Jones, but more specifically, like, being able to disrupt the game in, the, in, in a, uh, the other offensive's game plan from the DT position. Well, you know, the game always comes down to the line of scrimmage, no matter what game it is, no matter what type it is. You know, the only thing that's different about this game is the Super Bowl, but a lot more eyes on you. But it really just comes down to trenches like it always does. Um, I'll say just, you know, being able to disrupt at a D-tackle spot, I mean, you got a lot more freedom being able to go between the B-gap B gap and A-gap, depending on what the scheme is. But um, I'll say just if he disrupts him single, if he single-handedly disrupts his line of scrimmage, the game might go to Kansas City just because, you know, such a big body, long arms, great athlete. I mean, you can't – he's one of the best in the league. I'd say, I say two or three in the league. You know, Aaron Donald's one. But um, I'd say if he can disrupt the game, then, you know, the scale is going to fall towards the Chiefs a little bit. But, you know, the Eagles got a lot of dogs in that D-line. Yeah. Let's so go, gonna, Chris Jones. It's going to come down to the, who, whatever defensive line disrupts the moves. So, P was asking you about facing Jalen Hurts. Uh, you're a Big 12 guy. Uh, West Virginia. Did you face Pat Mahomes in college too? Nah, he he came uh, a year. He, he went to the draft my freshman year. So. Okay, I was going to ask yeah. you which of them was harder to get get on the ground, but sure. we're Chiefs and Baker. I played against Baker, Kyler, and Jalen. Yeah, Kyler. I, I never and like it's funny because well, Kyler Murray's really really quick, but Baker is quick with his decisions. So like my freshman year, I played against him. And before I can even get out of my stance, the ball's already out of his hands. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm sitting there like, wait, wait, I want to make it to the NFL. Is this, is this how fast I got to go? But then, you know, as time goes, you get faster, you get better. Uh, Jalen, he was more of a calm, calm, collected guy. You know, he really wasn't, I mean, he's fast and obviously, but just his decision making, he was more of a, 
sit in a pocket type of guy in college. I mean, he'd run, obviously, but like just he was more calm in there. But uh, Kyler Murray, you can't really see him because he's like five foot seven or something, five eight, whatever, five ten on Google or whatever. But he's like five seven. But um, them, Oklahoma, yeah. them Oklahoma teams are soft, man. <laughs> soft, but they fast. They, they. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Um, yeah, Kyler Murray's cool. He was he. Uh, we had the high scoring game when we were in, we were in Morgantown that one year. Um, and it's crazy because they were saying defenses, both defenses were terrible, but. Both the offenses were like just see the weapons they had on offense. I mean, you, you can't really couldn't really stop them. But um, and then Jalen, I like playing against Jalen the most because you know he's a bigger body. You can see him. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's in, it's interesting that you that you were saying that Jalen's a little bit more cool, calm, like a little bit from the pocket. Um, I think the key to this game will be the Chiefs trying to speed him up. Um, yeah. so, so I'm curious if they bring pressure, like maybe from the secondary or because I think like if you let him operate back there, he's a smooth operator. But, but it's like it, but it's like if you let him sit in, the, if you bring pressure from the safeties, then who's going to guard the wide receivers? So it's just like, yeah, put those except, rookies on an island. This is going to be a really good game. Yeah, it should be an awesome game. Uh, got the brother theme in the game. We got the brother theme with Darius and Dante here. Darius, we really appreciate you joining us. You got anything you want our listeners to know before you go? Uh, thank you. I thank all y'all for tuning in and listening to me. And um, thank you guys for you know inviting me on the show. It means a lot. Hey, man. Thank, thank you for joining us. We, we appreciate it. Your time is valuable. You're about to have a daughter. So we really appreciate it, man. Good luck. Good no luck. Problem. Stay thank healthy. you, guys. Yeah, do appreciate that. it. Stay Congrats on that. Have a good USFL season. Welcome back into Bro Storm Sports, where we're getting you ready for the Super Bowl. But the Super Bowl does also mean one little sad reality. There's only one football game left in this NFL season, and we're going to have to talk about something else on Bro Storm Sports coming up in the coming weeks. So we want to get you primed up a little bit, and it's a good time to do it because a lot of things happened in the NBA this week. And that's one of the things we're going to be taking on quite a bit in bro storm sports after the month, like starting next week. So first of all, Scott, Kevin Durant, to Phoenix, Kyrie Irving to Dallas. Does that make one of them the most important contenders in the West? Um, yeah, be- before I answer that, I just want to say awesome interview with Darius. Um, uh, pretty, uh, pretty cool to have a former Chiefs player whose dad played for ten years on the Chiefs talking to us a couple days before the Chiefs Super Bowl. So huge, huge thank you and shout out to him for joining. Um, I am also sad about football season ending, so I don't really want to talk about this. It's got to be the answer's got to be Phoenix, right? Um, and the the huge takeaway here is that the Brooklyn Nets, um. The Brooklyn Nets like debacle has got to be like the biggest superstar debacle in the, the history of the NBA. But I go with the Nets. You've got Kevin Durant. You've got Chris Paul. You've got Devin Booker. And then they somehow hung on to DeAndre Ayton. So I like I don't know how that's not the overwhelming favorite in the net in the West. Um, the, I watched a little bit of the Mavs game. After, like, in Kyrie's first game without Luka, he looked amazing. I'm just highly skeptical of those two 
two super ball dominant guards playing together. Um, so I think it's Phoenix. Denver didn't do much. Um, so yeah, the the NBA just got more interested, interesting. So that's good for us and having some content to talk about for the next several months. Yeah. The, the interesting thing too, is like, it feels like the power has shifted back to the West again, which yeah, for the last couple of years, it's kind of evened. It had kind of evened out, but who's really, I mean, you still have Boston in the East. You still have Philly in the East, but none of the, in Milwaukee, of course, but none of those teams are really that interesting. They're good teams and they could win the championship, but I don't find them super interesting. I, I disagree. I think Jason Tatum's pretty interesting. They're just so good. Um, they win, I think they're 36 and 13 or something. But I will say the Celtics are a loser of this trade deadline. They A lot of teams got better. Yeah. And they didn't really do much. So I think that's going to hurt them. They were kind of running away with the <clears> – <throat> they were running away to win the finals, honestly. And now the Suns are right on their tail. I think they're plus 350 wow. and they were plus 1,900 or something on Tuesday. Yeah. All right, uh, Jalen Brown the Celtics broke, are, broke his face, quite literally. Yeah, oh, that's rough. Well, that's not good. That's, that's a loss, too. All right, Pete. I'm going to close this out, but I got one quick question for you before we uh, finish up the episode. Many moons ago, you told me the big quesarito and Nikola Jokic were going to take home the championship. I'm going to give you a chance to amend that pick. Are you sticking with it? I am. I actually uh, – so my, my friend's a really big Nuggets fan, and he put a – I think he put $300 on the Nuggets to win the championship, which he doesn't have that much money. So I don't know where he gets his funds. So I kind of I kind of was helping him out. I was like, hey, man, you should really make this bet. I don't know if I really uh, meant it, but I just wanted to see him throw some money on it. So I am still riding with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I do have my Jokic jersey, and I will be rooting for the big quesarito. That's intern P in a nutshell, encouraging people to bet money they don't have. Uh, well, it's worked out for him, right? It's not, exactly. like he's, it's not like he's still living in his mom's basement or anything. <laughs> That's fair. Quesarito uh, was one of the greatest sound bites in Brostorm Sports history. I'd agree with I that. I kinda want a quesarito now. They open. Scott, you got uh, you got anything to throw out for the end of our Super Bowl special before I close this out? I don't, man. It's been an amazing season. I'm a biased Chiefs fan, but like, I need a win on Sunday. So, oh, I I wanted to ask you guys more for Sasha. I actually I don't know who it's more for. like. How many beers are you drinking if the Chiefs win on Sunday? Dry Sunday. I just came back from a cruise. Are you serious? I will. I will be drinking champagne only, which doesn't count. Um, if the Chiefs win, I'm stepping on the gas aggressively. If the Chiefs win, Scott, are you showing up to work on Monday? Um, I've already done some calendar blocking. Let me just say that in terms. <laughs> so, so no, that sounded, that sounded really. That sounded really nerdy. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna stop talking now, Scott. Advertising for Nerd Wallet again. It's been a few months. I love it. <laughs> That's going to do it for this BroStorm Sports episode. A lot of new listeners out there. Subscribe, follow, follow us at BroStorm Sports on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. 
We got a uh, wave of followers going on there, about 5,000 out there. So we want you to join the bro storm and uh, rate us five stars. If you've listened this far, you liked something you heard. This has been the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. We'll see you next time.